This is on the block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight school basketball coaching legend and do basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. That's right. Welcome to it on a Thursday, Thirsty Thursday. Stricky, gonna stick around. Gotta hang around today. Love it. Excellent. But that's not us. Used to be on the block. It's old school now. Uh, Kenyon Jay in the building later, but we're with you for the next two hours here uh, on the stream. Royals uh, and White Sox on brick and mortar. That'll take you to probably about four thirty, five o'clock, somewhere in there. Uh, but we're with you, like I said, for the next two hours. Lots to get to today. Uh, last week we talked about the best duos in sports. Let's talk trios today. The trifectas. You can't cut anyone out. Who, who are the big threes, I guess? So if you have anyone, uh, any group of uh, three players that you think is the best in their sport of all time, uh, drop those on the text line, 402-464-5685. That's the Sarger Heyman text line. Or on Twitter, at Eastrick20, at Austin underscore Orman. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter streams all up for you. Leave a comment. We'll see it. We'll get to it in our number two. Heavy basketball hour to start things off, though. A uh, couple game sixes on tap uh, from the games last night. Another one coming up today, or a couple more of them coming up today. And J.J. Redick interviewing for the Raptors head coaching job. We'll dig into all of that. But first, Strick, we got to thank our sponsor. Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Yes, they are. They are open today. You can find your way down to Mary Ellen's on 27th and Pine Lake. Have a nice meal. Get it going at your leisure before it's all gone because it goes quite fast get into the ribs get into the catfish get into the mm, the succulents of the of the uh the yams and cornbread and ooh, i could just go on and on and on charles and the crew will take care of you if you make your way out there to them and let them know that on the block sent you please do Let's dive into basketball while you all think about diving into some Mary Ellen's food for the soul. We're going to start out East Strick and the Knicks force a game six against the Heat, 112 to 103. 14 points in the first quarter for the Knicks. Absolutely atrocious. They respond with 36, 34, and 28 then to win at 112 to 103. Miami shot poorly. Is there anything more to this game than that? Um, I mean... Sometimes when you have a 3-1 lead, um, your your level of what's the word I'm looking for? Your 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 level of urgency, urgency, passion to go and end it, it, it kind of just just drops a little bit, especially when you're on the road, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know what needs to be done, but their levels at home when your back's against the wall, it's like a cat, right? Mm-hmm. A cat in its strength with its backs against the wall is, is, is phenomenal. And that's what ends up coming out. And you saw that with their big three, uh, Randall, um, uh, shoot, uh, Brunson, Brunson and, Barrett. and Barrett. They all showed up. I mean, 38 out of Brunson, 
um, attacked, was on, on the attack all night, 10 for 12 from the free throw line, very efficient in his game. Randall didn't try to overdo anything. I think he allowed the game to come to him a little bit more. Um, one of the issues that they had that probably they could have blew the game out even the more, even more if they didn't turn the ball over like crazy, you know, 18 turnovers in the Ooh. game. Uh, that's just, that's way too much. Not coming out of the guys that are normally handling the ball, but it, you know, you gotta, you gotta wonder what's going to happen now because Brunson going 48 minutes. Yes. I know he's young. He's still got young legs, all of that stuff. But with the intensity, with the mental drain, with travel, now you got to go all, you got to fly down to Miami, um, you're still in the same time zone, but you still got to make that flight. You got to get readjusted. What type of nagging injuries maybe are trying to creep up on you? Do you got to, you got to do, but they're now at home and you can't expect Jimmy buckets to have the kind of game. I mean, he, he just was on chill mode, even though he played 43 minutes, he kind of just seemed like he was just in cruise control. It didn't seem like himself to me, uh, over nine Now, Listen, Nine assists, that means he was dropping dimes. So basically what that tells me in the game plan, Tibbs is a smart man. You know, he's 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 not he's not a dumb coach, and defense is one of the areas in which he thrives. So Tibbs basically said in this game, Jimmy Butler is not going to beat us. We are going to do whatever we need to do to take the ball out of his hands. That's where Jimmy needs Kevin Love to step up, who was over seven. You need Kevin Love to hit a few of those shots to open up the floor a little bit, to open up uh, some spacing a little bit, to be able to be creative and drives a little bit more. Um, who's revived himself? I got to say is Duncan Robinson. Like, they, Duncan Robinson may – I'd have to check on how many more years he has on his contract, but Duncan Robinson may have played himself into a potential trade where they he's he's probably can be capital for somebody who's looking for shooting who's looking for the skill set that he provides because that is one of the things that he's been doing pretty well and pretty consistent not going to give you much else um he can be a defensive liability but if he can give you 17 points in 20 that that's a solid role player that you can bring in to mm -hmm. to do what he needs to do He's got three years left on his deal, by the way. So yeah, I, I think he's still a year away from that. Then, so I, I, I think he's he's probably another year or two. I mean, they may be stuck with him for another few years, I, unless a team is just really thirsty. But there's teams out there that have draft capital and things that they can do to you know get better in that area. So yeah, I, I think he may be stuck with them for another few years. You mentioned that sense of urgency not there for the Heat. Is that something that's easy to get back when you get back home for game six? Yeah. Is it easy to pick that back yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because now if you're Coach Bolstra, your your conversation changes, right? You're you're three one. You're saying, hey, we just don't give it away. They didn't. I mean, they only lost by nine. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's conversations you can have. You go and watch film. You see what they were trying to do, probably to Jimmy. Start breaking that down. Drawing up some stuff to be able when he's at home to get him free to do what jimmy buckets do and um so so they'll they'll take a good look at that they'll kind of you know make a few tweaks here and there they'll still do a lot of the same stuff that they're doing um and then they'll assess kind of what brunson was able to do or what tip and that's what i love about the game this is when it's good when you have good coaches going up against each other because you're going to see adjustments being made mm -hmm. so now it's watching and assessing what the adjustments that were made from this last game up to this game now the conversations change we are not going back no. to new york 
it happens, it ends right here. We sleep in our own bed and we prepare for what's next. We're not going on another game. We need to get hit. So the, the conversation, the urgency can be set by Coach Bolster while um, they're back at home. If the Heat were younger, it might worry me a little more personally, but they got veterans. I mean, Jimmy Butler, yeah. you know, is going to come to play. He's not going to take that. No, it was a rest shot. day for him. I mean, even though he played a lot of minutes. Yeah. Right. Kevin Love's been around the block. Yeah. Didn't have a great game, but he'll at least have a sense of urgency. Even Kyle Lowry coming off the bench, you know, if the starters need a little bit of a break, yeah. send Kyle Lowry in there. Maybe not the best player, maybe a little diminished to this stage in his career, but again, that's a championship player. Yeah. So a younger team that jetted out to a 3-1 lead and then lost game five because of that lack of sense of urgency, I'd be worried they couldn't flip that switch. But I think that he'd have enough of a track record that you trust him. Yeah, they've got they've got championship pedigree. Um, on top of that, they've been there. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people on this team, you know, were part of the team that went deep in the bubble outside right. of Tyler Hero. Um, I mean, I think you miss his his scoring and his versatility and ability to open up the court a little bit, his drive capabilities. Um, but they're gonna have to limit um you know, the, the Knicks, as far as uh, taking advantage of those turnovers that if the Knicks want to give it away, take advantage of those and then continue to minimize and just be effective, um, be more aggressive, be, you know, be more active. Um, you're a good shoot free throw shooting team. Be on the attack. Um, really, who do they got? Who do they got that's going to be just shot blocking, um, you know, going to take care of everything? No one. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it just don't seem like they were on the attack. They were settling. They they were in settle mode. They were comfortable. And I think they got to be on the attack in this next game. Uh, get to the free throw line. They're a great shoot, free throw shooting team. So uh, they got to be on the attack this next game. The other winner from last night, the Warriors over the Lakers, 121 to 106. Golden State led this one from the jump. They win the first quarter, win the second quarter up double digits uh, at half. Third quarter ends up tied. Golden State puts the finishing touches on in the fourth. Speaking of attacking, that's what the Warriors did to Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a guy who's dominated the series on the interior. But Strick, what did you like about what Golden State did in getting Anthony Davis away from the rim? Yeah, um, that's what you got to do. You can't just let him camp because his timing is just just way too good. Mm-hmm. Um, so they needed to make sure they get him in action. That's where any team that has success against the, the Lakers have done is they put him and then they make LeBron work even off of action. Uh, you want to wear him down a little bit. Um, you you want to, you know, you know, he's going to be uh, able to score. You know, he's going to be uh, pressing to score. But what Golden State's got to make sure that they do, they don't turn the ball over. So they didn't have a big turnover night like they've they've been capable of. Oh, yeah. Um, only fourteen in this game. So uh, that that's going to keep eat, make it tough for the Lakers to score because um, outside of Anthony Davis dominance on the inside, this is part of that that you know roller coaster that he could possibly be on. Now we just don't know. Is he in concussion protocols? Was it a concussion? They're very quiet about what's going on over there in that situation. But once again, what's the name? What is the nickname you 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 guys are giving for Anthony Davis? Alternating days. <laughs> Alternating days and and uh wheelchair uh something uh whew, what do they call him? We we were on the show somebody called him wheelchair Davis or something like that. Was that Jay? It had to be Jay. Had to be Jay. Jay, yeah, we were in a crossover. But he'll, he'll you just don't know. And I, I don't know if it's a defense mechanism to not have to take credit 
for a loss or for a series or I wasn't at my best? Is it an excuse method? I don't know about Anthony Davis because it just seems that, I mean, it wasn't nothing that anybody did purposely. It's part of the game. All of us has probably caught elbows and fell on our tailbones and, Mm -hmm. you know, had situations like that. But it just seems that it it affects him more than anybody that I've ever seen. Say Anthony Davis has to miss game six. What do you, which direction do you go if you're the Lakers? Do you go big, put another center in there? Do you try to combat what the Warriors do and go small? I mean, they have the capabilities of doing that, but they're just not getting production. They're not getting that same type of production that they need out of like Roy Hach- uh, Hachimura. Um, Schroeder is probably the one that's been most consistent. Really haven't been playing Beasley that much, who is a pretty good shooter for them. Uh, they've been seeming to go with a lot of more minutes with uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth. His athleticism kind of matches up well. He can defend and move and, and be active. Uh, just didn't play very well on this night. Um, so I, I, I don't know. They're not getting much. They, they don't, they're not getting any scoring at all outside of, uh, out of Vanderbilt, but could you put Vanderbilt at the floor at the four? Is he strong enough to handle Looney? I don't know. I don't think so. I think Looney has a big offensive rebound day, which will be trouble, especially with golden state on kickouts and, mm-hmm. and, and refires. So I, I think that would be a major problem if that does happen. I just don't know if they're capable of playing small ball against a Golden State team at their best. Because at that point, you end up with, what, LeBron at center? Yeah. And you don't really want to do that for extended yeah. minutes, do you? No, no. I mean, he can. Against the Golden State team, he can. I mean, um, that's going to put him at, you know, mo- a lot of matchups with, with Draymond and a lot of body banging. And a lot of Draymond, a lot of Looney. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of body banging. And I don't I don't care what anybody says. Body banging wears you out, um, especially it, in your 20. <laughs> anytime. Yeah. Anytime you've got a bump and grind and still run and still defend bumping and grinding is it wears you out. It does. And so uh, I just don't know if he's if he uh, you like the fact that others have to handle the ball or can handle the ball. So when Schroeder's in the game and guys like that. Uh, they they put the ball in Austin Reeves' hands quite a bit uh, mm-hmm. to allow the definitely D'Angelo Russell. So other guys are able to give LeBron James uh, breaks that he would need. Now, playing 39 minutes at his age, is he capable of running that back in a few days? You know, not a long trip. That's good. Mm-hmm. You know, they just go right up the coast a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not going to be one of those things that they have to, you know, battle a long night getting in. And then it's just really going to have to watch and see what's going to happen with Anthony Davis. That's going to be, a, a the you know, the outcome of probably what's going to happen in this next game. Two games tonight, both game sixes. Uh, let's start out West. Brandon says the Nuggets are closing it out tonight on the YouTube stream. You agree? Um. I think I think I think I think the Nuggets probably will close it out tonight. I think you're going to expect a big game, um, triple double is out of Jokic tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the keys for those guys is definitely going to be um, some of the stuff that you see with them is is stuff like this. Um, you know, the Nuggets are seven and three when they're averaging 115 points a game, 114.9. So they're seven and three when they do that, right? What is a part of them doing that is the open court that they're able to get in. So when they get into the fast break and they're moving the ball and they're pushing the ball and they're able to do that type of thing, 
that's going to be uh, press their numbers. Now, I don't think Phoenix is capable of a sustained game like that because of Durant. Um, Booker doesn't mind playing it. They don't mind pushing. They just don't have the depth to do it like they used to, mm-hmm. right? So you've already got your guys that are logging big minutes in Durant and and uh, um, Booker. So with that in mind, you gotta you gotta keep your eyes. Just keep your eyes on like Michael Porter Jr., who is uh, averaging three point four uh, points in the in the fast break, which um, Denver's third in the Western Conference at sixteen point two. So. If they're able to take advantage of turnovers, get pushouts, and pushouts for them is rebound by Jokic and finding, Alex. yeah, like finding guys. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're pretty dangerous when it comes to that. But they also got to make sure they minimize turnovers. Uh, but uh, Phoenix, if they stay below a number in their turnovers, they win games. So, you know, I think the number is like thirteen. If they're if they're under thirteen. They're, they're, they put themselves in a good shot because you're getting good shots out of Durant. You're getting good shots out of Booker, and they're very efficient when they do it normally, right? So that's going to slow the game down too, Austin, to allow them to to do that so they don't have to expend as much energy. If this is going to be an up-and-down game, which I'm I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that Denver's going to want it mm-hmm. to be, then um, you got to just watch the tanks and see if the tanks are able to to hold up. I just don't think Phoenix is good enough defensively too, yeah. to, to slow the game down like they want to, to maximize their offense. That's just my two cents. The other game six tonight taking place in Philadelphia, the Sixers with a chance to close out the Celtics. That'll be the first game tonight. Does Philly get it done? Um, They better. Um, They better. I, I, they were getting booed, and that's one of the things I've always known about Boston. Like Boston <laughs> would boo your tail, elbow your ass quick, you know what I'm <laughs> real quick. And um, Philly's the same, you know. So um, Philly's going to want to take advantage um, of being at home. Um, they've got great play out of Tyrese Maxey. Mm-hmm. He's got to continue to show up. Harden's been consistent. Embiid's been a beast. Uh, if that continues, I think that's trouble. Now, here's where the problem is with Boston. Tatum, people are saying, is a superstar, but he's been very inefficient. Uh, the shots that he's taking, he's not making. When you look at uh, their numbers and efficiency, uh, Jalen Brown leads that team. Now, Jalen Brown doesn't shoot better free throws. Tatum does. But as far as the efficiency rating, Jalen's at about 1-4 and Tatum's at about 1-3. But Tatum's taking about almost three more shots than him a game. And he's only shooting 33% from from three, and he's taking nine a game. So the inefficiency is really what's hurting them. It's not necessarily that they're playing bad. It's just the inefficiency um that's that's hurting him Jalen is actually very efficient he's shooting uh 48 from three 55 he's very efficient um I'm looking at it from a standpoint of get him the ball a little bit more find a way to get him some more touches maybe not even on attacking the basket maybe at some mid-range maybe in some ways like that um but he's got to shoot better free throws in order for them to win if you're going to do that so they're in trouble uh if I'm Philly I do not let this thing leave for Tatum do you want him getting downhill more? Or are you okay with the shots he's taking? 
I think he's taking I, I don't think he's taking good shots. I mean, I can I can understand some of the shots that he's taking is because uh you get you get you get down, team jumps out on you a little bit, mm-hmm. and or your your third quarter and they make a run on you, and then you get into a mindset of I gotta I gotta go. Mm-hmm. And then you start pressing. Uh that never that's never a good sign uh when he goes into press mode. For sure. That's our look at the uh, the playoffs coming up tonight. A team that's out of the playoffs, but in the headlines. The Toronto Raptors have done a series of interviews, including one with J.J. Redick. I want to dive into that, Strick, with you. Not just J.J. Redick himself, but also, you know, coming from the media side to being a coach. What all goes into being an NBA head coach? Is J.J. Redick up for the task if they go with it? Is it even a legit interview, or is this just an information-gathering thing? We'll answer those questions on the other side.